Oh, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Monday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, starring Jack Tame today on News Talk ZB. I am Glenn ZB, and uh, this morning uh, we uh, the oh Jack wants to stir up, talk about the Crusaders' name change again. Uh, the Cricket World Cup. What are our real prospects there? Uh, a running of the bulls update for you, and why banning fireworks is a great idea. But before any of that, finally, it looks like we might be paying people to, you know, look after their sick family members. I'm no fan of of unnecessarily rushing legislative change through an urgency, but I do think some of what the government would consider wins are being dampened by the time it's taking them to get stuff through the pipe. I appreciate coalition politics plays a role, but forget Kiwi Bill, forget tax reform for a moment. I'm talking about small stuff, relatively small stuff. Consider the changes, for example, the government announced after the Welfare Working Group returned its recommendations a few months ago. One of the three recommendations they adopted was to remove the sanction on mothers who don't name the father on a baby's birth certificate. Now, keep in mind, Labor campaigned on changing that policy. They campaigned on it. There was little to stop them from introducing those changes the day they took office. But instead, they set up the working group, they waited for the report, and then announced that the changes would come into effect in April 2020. Yeah, so that was, what, a full year after formally accepting the recommendations? Two and a half years since taking office? Three years, I suppose, since campaigning on the policy change? A simple change will finally come into law. These delays mean the people who will benefit are more likely to end up just a bit miffed, a little less effusive perhaps in their praise, and the collective weight of this stuff adds to the opposition's criticism. Isn't this the year of delivery? Yeah, I mean, just because you're related to somebody doesn't mean that the work's any less hard, that's for sure. Um, And just because you're from Christchurch doesn't mean uh, you don't think that the Crusaders should change their name. Personally, I think the way New Zealanders and Cantabrians in particular have engaged with the debate over the Crusaders' name tells us much more about who we really are and how we really feel. I found much of the reaction disgusting. It's shameful, regardless of, of whether the name should change or not. It is shameful to consider the number of people who felt outraged, who felt personally victimized at the mere suggestion that they should give up something so minor as a symbol of support for a community who has suffered so much. Imagine how powerful for a moment it would have been on Saturday night if Sam Whitelock had been allowed to stand up, thank his fans, thank his sponsors, his teammates, thank the opposition, and then say this. As everyone knows, this has been an especially difficult year for Canterbury. The events in the city have reminded us that rugby is just a game. There are many, many things in life that are so much more important. That being said, we really hope our efforts and performances have given some moments of joy to the people here who are suffering the most. We want you to know that we play for you. As Crusaders, we have now won 10 titles. We've just won three in a row. Many of our senior players are moving on. As a team, we think the time is perfect to begin a new era of Canterbury rugby. We want your support as our loyal fans in choosing a new name that best represents all Cantabrians. After all, you are us. For now, let's celebrate. And let's see you here next year. Yep, just one of the crazy opinions Jack had on here this morning. 
uh, and keep insisting on talking Maori a lot of the time this morning as well. That infuriated our listeners too. Um, and also, he didn't seem particularly confident about the cricket either. Personally, I would have preferred playing Australia in the Cricket World, semi-final, uh, World Cup semi-final. I know that's a strange thing to say, but now that the Aussies have lost to South Africa, I think it's going to be... You know, just the wake-up call that the Australians needed to make sure they're on the um, they're, they're at the very best of their game heading into the semi-finals. I think I would have preferred them to have a nice cushy victory over South Africa, come into that semi-final, maybe a little bit complacent, and for the Black Caps, just to go hell for leather, throw caution to the wind, and um, and give it their very best. I feel like, like the, the last Indi- time we played them. Well. You see, last time we played them, we got pumped. So the Aussies are going to be expecting to... If, if we were playing Australia, the Aussies would expect to absolutely whip us. And it's not that the Indians won't necessarily, but I almost think that we could have just allowed a bit of space for complacency. The thing that gives me hope is that surely Sharma can't fire again. Like, <laughs> how, many, how many now? Is it five, five centuries? Five centuries. <laughs> so basically every game he gets... A, I mean... You know, just statistically speaking, surely he can't. Yeah. He can't do that again. He must fail sooner or later. <laughs> this could be the game where he where he doesn't fire, and we'll get the benefit. <laughs> or it could be the game where he scores three hundred instead. I don't know. I just it, it, to me, no, I it, didn't think of that. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's he's certainly in incredible form at the moment. All we need, though, you know, it's a it's a funny old sport. All we need is for Guppy to fire. For a couple of other top performances, for the bounce of the ball to go our yes, way, we, who knows? We, we, had, we had the coach on with us the other day, <laughs> yeah. and he said that uh, you know cricket's a funny game and anything could happen. That seemed to be his strategy going into uh, well, this. Well, it's almost the strategy we need to rely upon. I believe, Glenn. I, for one, believe. Well, I'm confused because it sounded like he didn't really believe there at all for, for a bit. But um, Or did he just believe that in, cricket is indeed a funny game and that anything can indeed happen? Um, only one thing uh, is really likely to happen when they do the running of the balls in Pamplona, uh, and that's there'll be some gorings. I think we've got five injured on day one. Uh, this is sort of news that's not news, but it is fun to talk about, especially Jack's story. The running of the balls has happened overnight uh, in Pamplona in Spain. Three people gored. <laughs> Which is that's about, about average, isn't it's it? It's about average, I think. Two of them were, an, were American tourists, so that'll get you. I wonder if the running of the bulls is covered in a standard, like, Southern Cross travel insurance. Um, how did you end up with this enormous wound, this arterial injury? I was uh, running away from I a bull. I fell over uh, yeah. into a bull. Not pretty. Um, do you know I had a friend once who was whose life was saved after they were injured at the running of the bulls, which sounds like an oxymoron, but here's what happened. They were watching the running of the bulls by sitting up on the edge of a, of a fence, and they got so excited that they fell off the fence backwards as the bulls ran past. So they weren't actually gored by a bull, but they managed to puncture their lung by falling off a fence and breaking a rib and all this sort of thing. To be yeah. honest, that's even more embarrassing to have to put <laughs> know, down on your claim I form, know. isn't it? Yeah, I wonder if that's covered by Southern Cross travel insurance. Anyway, so they fell off the, the fence at the running of the bulls. They injured their thing. They um, they punctured a lung. They broke a rib, rib or two. They ended up going to hospital and they had to be opened up to get fixed up. And when the doctors opened them up, they said, hang on, that doesn't look right. We think you got lung cancer, and they were treated for lung cancer, and they got it really early, which is um they had to thank the bulls at Pamplona for. So there you go. I um fell backwards off a wall once, a concrete block wall, and it was quite high. Luckily, I didn't actually fall all the way. I just slid backwards off it, but I, as a result, I got terrible grazes on the backs of my thighs. I don't know if you've ever grazed the backs of your thighs. It's very inconvenient. Um, sitting on things, like you know, chairs afterwards is uh, very, very uncomfortable after that.
uh, for a little while. I shouldn't have sat on the wall in the first place. It was a stupid thing to do. Uh, it's like all the stupid things people do with fireworks, which then leads to them being banned, of course. You know, the big problem I've always had uh, with private fireworks these days is just that they're lame. <laughs> I mean, I know that they cause, you know... So that's, know why, that's why they're banning them, is just <laughs> due, due to the fact that they're it just... Seems, it seems about stink. as legitimate as anything, doesn't it? Just, I mean, they are just lame. You know, 20 years ago, it was a different story when you could just fire sky rockets off yeah, all your it's siblings. For, it's for your own good, everybody. You're just going to look uncool <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you let those off. That's it. When a magic scene is, is, is as exciting as your November 5th is going to get. Do we really need private fireworks anymore? Anyway, uh, the local government leaders, all the various mayors have been debating this over the weekend. Two-thirds of New Zealand local governments now support banning the sale of private fireworks. Yeah, actually, that's a, surely that's got to be the way to market it. Don't buy domestic fireworks because they're not cool. They are not nearly as cool as the ones that you used to have and you'll just look and feel inadequate if you use them it's like it's like anything like why don't they with the drink drive the driving thing or the or the alcohol abuse thing why don't they just say hey it you make it virtually impossible for you to um uh you know get get your your ma- i'm trying to say this delicately i'm talking about erections um but i didn't want to actually have to say you know get hard or get your dick up or anything like that but now I've said it all uh, we all know what we're talking about and it's probably not a fair comparison so just forget I've said anything but what I'm saying is then that would shame people maybe to not drink maybe not I don't know anyway uh, it's out of your hands now um, because uh, banning, banning the fireworks which I thought had already happened anyway I am Glenn ZP sorry about the rambling end to this podcast uh, we'll be back with who knows who'll be hosting tomorrow I think it might be Tim Dower uh, we'll wait and see